It started two weeks ago. Laura said, I'm going to Marcazan with friends over Labor Day. Simeon said, I'm going to Grandma's because the food is better there. My wife turns to me and says, what are we doing? I said, you want to hike the Grand Canyon over the weekend? She said, are you serious? I've always wanted to do that. I said, of course I'm serious. And I know you've always wanted to. So eight hours after the last Friday fun bell, we landed in Arizona. And two days ago, on Sunday morning, we stood at the top of Bright Angel Trail, ready to take on the most famous canyon hike of them all. It's impossible not to think of spiritual things as you stand overlooking that incredible landscaping done by Noah's flood. And as our hike went on through the day, things happened that reminded me of our walk through life as Christians. Just a mile and a half down the trail, we were stopped by a park ranger. How far down are you going? She asked. As far as we can, I said. She looked skeptical. How much water do you have? Uh, Enough to get to the next water station. How much food do you have? She went on, looking us over. It's a whole lot harder hiking back up, she said. This is as far as most people go. I think I might have been the problem. I was wearing brand new hiking shoes, obviously inexpensive, due to an incident the night before, namely getting caught in a thunderstorm on a different trail and deciding that my Brooks Ghost 14s weren't waterproof enough, nor were they especially resistant to mule poop. Also, the backpack that Sarah had given me was a hot pink string bag with strings that wouldn't keep it straight. Between the obviously new shoes and the bag and what I can only imagine must have been my youthful appearance, the ranger didn't think I had a chance. She eventually let us go with a warning to be very careful. There were other warnings too, signs along the way. A particular favorite of ours was the icon of the vomiting man explaining the dangers of heat exhaustion in three languages. As we hike through life, there are people who warn us of dangers, parents, teachers, pastors, friends. These warnings are important, and those who give them are well-meaning. Pay attention if someone says to you, hey, stop that. It will hurt your trust in Jesus. Don't get upset. They're trying to help. Sarah was hiking in front, and she's way more sure-footed than I am. She can even skate. And so I was surprised when I saw her slip a couple times. Are you okay? I asked. She said I was looking at the scenery and wasn't watching where I was going. I said, you know the information sheet warned about that, right? She said she knew that. It's important to keep an eye 
on where you are headed. The Apostle Paul wrote, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. There are many things in life that can divide our attention. Some of them take our focus away from the narrow way to heaven, hindering our faith rather than building it up. Even if the distractions are not bad things in themselves, you still need to keep your eyes on the path ahead, the goal of your faith. It's a long ways down if you slip in the wrong place. There were, of course, opportunities on the trail to pause and to safely gaze in awesome wonder at the scenic beauty. And the Lord gives us those moments in life, too. When we can sit and admire what he has done for us, whether something glorious in the world or some other way that he has beautifully blessed and enriched our lives. Do you remember times in your life when you have just stopped and thought, God has done everything well? These beautiful pauses are moments to be thankful for. I was also thankful for the rest houses. Every one and a half miles was a covered pavilion with a place to refill water. And during the heat of the day, when we weren't supposed to be hiking, but we were, those stops were essential. Just like our rest in Christ Jesus is essential. When we are burdened by the heat of our sin, our guilt, the things that have gone wrong, Jesus is there to give us rest in the shade of his cross. The water of life is always flowing there, the forgiveness of sins. There is no other peace and rest like peace with God through Jesus, who took your sins on himself and suffered for them, releasing you from all accusation and punishment. My wife and I did reach the end of Bright Angel Trail, six miles down and 3,000 feet below where we started, a place called Plateau Point overlooking the Colorado River. You could see the river clearly. You could hear its water rushing. And as we ate our food, I thought, do we seriously have to go back to school on Tuesday? Sooner or later, the trail of life reaches the bottom too, doesn't it? And what then? Well, you go back up. For us, it meant a five-hour climb. On the last day, we will go up too. But we won't have to ascend under our own power. Won't the bright angels of Jesus be there helping gather all his children and raise them swiftly up to heaven? Yes, they will. So, press on down the trail for the prize of the upward call at the end. Mindful of warnings, careful of distractions, enjoying life's beautiful blessings, and always 
always thankful for rest in Jesus and the resurrection at the end. Let's sing him 708A, verse 3. 708A, verse 3.